Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. A conversation between passionate property management specialists and guests leading up to the PMC conference on the 14th and 15th of November. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Everybody and welcome to podcast number three of the Alternative Property Management Show. I'm your host David Faulkner. I'm coming to you today from the far north of New Zealand in Whangarei. And what a fantastic place it is! Will Alexander is joining me from Renty, and we've also got Harrison Vaughan joining me from Tommy's Property Management. Kia ora, guys. How are we doing? Good, doing fantastic. Great. Okay, yeah. Will, Will, the Morpheus, the Alan Turing, the Lance Armstrong of property management, where are you today? Where are you at this moment? Where have you been? What's been going on with your week? Uh, awesome week. Been uh, around the traps with uh, Drake Farmer, who's our sales director at Renty, uh, um, selling the dream around New Zealand. I'm currently sitting in traffic on my way back from uh, Auckland Airport, having been down in Taranaki today and um, very excited to uh, uh, that McDonald's real estate are coming on and joining the Renty family so it's been a very very good day but amazing week lots going on um, and uh, lots of people looking for ways to improve how they operate um, it's it's been good very, very productive Okay, that's great to hear, Will. And I've got to ask you the question, mate, because last week you got a bit feisty, and I think it's because you didn't go for your run. Have you been for your run today? Yes, I did. I was uh, on the treadmill at 4.30 this morning in Brittamark. Um, 4.30. I was going to go outside, but there was a guy yelling and screaming and smashing stuff when I woke up at 4. So I opted for the uh, safe option and went to Liz Mills at, and... Um, had a good wee run and jumped on a plane and sold sold the dream and been a good day. Yeah, because I bumped into you at Auckland Airport. I thought I had an early start and I woke up at 4.30, but it wasn't to go for a run. It was to catch a bloody plane and then I bump into you at Auckland Airport. You went for a run. At... I know. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It, but, you know, I wasn't grumpy today, though, was I? Because I got no. my run in. So, well, um, no, you got your run in. You you got go. your, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So we're going to have the, we're not going to have the controversial will tonight. We're going to have the woke will tonight. Is that what we're going to have? Yes, woke yeah. will, yep. Okay, okay. Addison, <laughs> Addison, were you running at 4.30 this morning or were you fast asleep? Uh, I was fast asleep in my nice bed. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. that right now. Okay, okay. And how's your week been, mate? My what have man. you been up to? Oh, it hasn't been too bad. Writing a few blogs here and there, taking her through embassies, through um, some nice places here in Wellington. And yeah. let's be honest, dealing with the crap weather we've had here in Wellington, just rain, 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 many leaks, slips all over the place. It's um hasn't been the best week, to be honest. No, it hasn't been the best. Regard. It hasn't been the best week, and, and I mean, I was actually made to go out with, uh, you know, not many, not everyone will know this, but my daughter actually works for Harrison uh, for her troubles, and uh, I was made to go She's out. She's much her better than David, by the way, guys. Yeah, yeah, okay, very good, very good. Well, actually, went out with her on Saturday. We made a little bit of a video documentary of it. And um, it was a lot of fun. It was it was great fun. And uh, so anyway, 
Um, anyway, we've got the PMC coming up, Harrison, haven't we? It's, it's, uh, we've got that big conference coming on on the 14th and 15th in November. Yeah, yeah, and that's down at Papa in Wellington. And Will Alexander's got to be a speaker at that. We've also, we can now confirm that we've not just got Chloe Swarbrick, we've got Brooke Van Velden from the ACT Party for our political housing debate. That's got to be really exciting, listening to those two young go-getters of politics going for it. That's going to be great fun. Yeah, we're going to have some fantastic awards too, aren't we, David? Yeah, yeah, we've got, and those awards are going to be open in September and people will be able to get the uh, award nominations in. And uh, yeah, so very excited about that. Anyway, on to tonight's topic. And this is what we wanted to talk about tonight. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm on the fence on this one. And I'm really interested to get your guys' perspective. Harrison, I mean, let's be honest. You're a baby. You've not been in the industry for long. You are the Anakin. Yep. You, yep, you are the Anakin Skywalker. And eventually we know that you will turn to the dark side. The question I've got is property management, has it ever been more challenging than what it is today? Now, everyone's going to go, yeah, all this compliance, all this stuff, everything, it's so much harder. Now, I'll tell you why I think we may be pushing the boundaries here. A couple of years ago, I interviewed Bob Walters, the Australian iconic mm. property management expert, about his career. And he told me about his career and how he got started in property management, I think in the early 70s. And what he used to do was go door knocking for rent around the western suburbs of Sydney on a Saturday afternoon, collecting the cash, writing a receipt. And can you imagine doing that today? So the question we're putting out there, no. is property management more challenging today? Let's break it down to... Um, First one I want to talk talk about is rent arrears. And as Bob Walters alluded to back there, is rent arrears more challenging today? Will Alexander, let's go to you first. Yeah, I think uh, I think with the technology today, um, managing rent arrears and keeping up to speed with your arrears is far easier than what it was. Um, I think, uh, I, I personally think with technology, it's probably easier. Um, it's not so manual, um, but you know, um, I think on top of everything else that you have to do at the moment, it's probably more challenging just because um, there's just so much going on for a typical day for in a typical day for a property manager. So, I think technology has certainly helped to make uh, managing arrears easier. All right, Harrison, what do you reckon, mate? You've never really had problems with rent arrears. At Tommy's, have you? No. It, it's always been, you know, it, it, it's been quite simple. Even though, I mean, Wellington has become probably the most expensive, or very, Potorua, funny enough, apparently is the most expensive place to rent in New Zealand. You've got the highest rents in New Zealand. Do you struggle with rent arrears? No, we don't, David. And I think I think a lot of it actually comes down to, um, you know, when doing tenant selection, making sure that you're um, you're putting people in your property that can afford the rents and you're not, you know, you're not stretching people too far. Okay. So, so can I point out the question here now around the 90-day no-cause eviction, which is gone? Um, I mean, now we're obviously going to get a bit more diligent on who we're picking as a tenant. Do you think there's yep. become a greater focus on tenant selection now than what there was before that 90-day no-cause uh, came into effect? 
Yes, no, I, I definitely agree. Landlords out there now are a lot more cautious. Um, you know, the 90-day no-calls trial would allow a lot of landlords to take a risk with some tenants that, you know, may have had a checkered uh, past or background with renting. Um, and now that, that opportunity to, to let a tenant have another go um, or give them a chance is gone. So, yes, no, I think tenant selection is very critical. And, you know, using tools like Rente, um, you know, they make the whole process so much easier. Yeah, they do. They do. And Will, I'm going to ask you, go back, take you back to your property management days. I mean, I recall doing this uh, as a property manager. You know, you'd get someone who maybe had a little bit of bad credit, but your gut feeling told you that these guys would be good tenants and you have to sell it to the landlord. What I used to do was say, look, you know, let's put them on a three-month fixed-term tenancy. If it doesn't work out, we can, you know, end the tenancy yep. and they've got to find somewhere else. I mean, did you used to do that back in the day? Oh, Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Um, you'd give it a go. They'd have to prove themselves. And yeah, like you say, you could get them. If it didn't work out, then you had options. But um, you have to get it right. It's pivotal. Um, you know, and uh, it's more than just the credit score now. It's it's uh, the background checks. Uh, I mean, Renty, for example, we've just uh, improved our backgrounding checking uh, uh, horsepower, I suppose. And, you know, we can even find people that have changed their names now um, and so you've got to get it right you've got to get it right because if you don't then it's um, it's a lot of work to get it uh, to, to make things uh, change yeah yeah I totally agree totally agree okay so I mean this is an interesting point though and I'm interested to get both your guys feedback on this I mean all we hear about is inflation cost of living everything's going up Rents certainly would have contributed to inflation. I mean, particularly in provincial New Zealand, where we've seen double-digit growth uh, in terms of rents. Maybe not so much in Auckland, uh, but certainly in provincial New Zealand. One, I mean, and yet we haven't seen. We've seen a massive drop in rent arrears applications to tenancy tribunals since the commencement of COVID. Mm. Why do you think that is? It's a great question. I think um, a lot of people are getting support. Um, I think probably the people, I mean, I, me personally, during COVID, my appreciation of having a home, um, you know, it's one of those things that is just such a big part of life. Uh, having a roof over your head, having something to eat, having something into the fridge, and maybe that's the, it's just gone up the priority list for people that everyone recognises now that home is... Home is where the heart is, and, and it's just such an important part of life. And Harrison, potentially yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, Harrison, could I point to you then? I mean, we've noticed a drop in, in, in tenants uh, or in applications for rent arrears. Do you think here that, yeah. that potentially that the government or the state may be providing assistance now? It, it, it's certainly a more tenant friendly state. Than, than what it will be under, say, a, a right-wing or a national government? Yeah, no, definitely. The government is definitely helping um, tenants with their rent arrears, especially in certain areas of the country, and therefore, no, definitely a lot more people falling into that situation. You know, this yeah. government um, really wants to help people, um, and, you know, therefore, you know, they're able to go to work and income and get, get the extra money they need if they fall into that position. Okay, okay, great. Okay, so we're, we're basically the opinion that rent arrears at the moment, it's easier than probably what it would have been, you know, 
back in the day, I mean, I remember one of my first days in property management, I had a fantastic lady, the late Leslie Burroughs, who was fantastic to work for, gave me a list of all these tenancies, he's just basically start calling them. And that's what I had to do on my very first day in property management, which now takes me to the next topic, which is inspections. Are inspections easy? I mean, it's inspecting the property easier now than what it was, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago before we had all this technology. Um, I mean, we've got some amazing applications now to do inspections. We're seeing video inspections. Harrison, I've seen what Tommy's are doing with the Matterport, those 3D walkthrough yep. entry inspections, which are just phenomenal. Is it is it is it more time consuming now? Is it harder now? What do you reckon, Harrison? I'm going to put this one at you, mate. Um, I mean, in terms of like pre and post inspections, I would say technology has definitely made it easier. Um, I mean, it's 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 the next more expensive investment with things such as the Matterport, um, but it allows you, you know, to to see the real detail of a property from your computer screen, and the extended use of a Matterport goes well beyond just the initial inspection. So you've got things such as um, being able to quote and take measurements. Um, from the 3D inspection and you can also do things like guided tours so you can really give a tenant their own sort of private digital user guide on the property um, and integrate helpful user tips throughout the house. So, so get, let me hear that right, a private digital user guide of a property. So what's that? Is that like a, a guided tour digitally that they can go around and they can click on things and find out what does what? Exactly, David. That's exactly what it is. So, you know, when you go to an Airbnb and you get a 20-page folder filled with all the tips and tricks of the house, think of that, but digital. You can walk around the house, you can click on the dishwasher, you can see the user guide, how to use it. Um, there might be a video embedded of your property manager introducing themselves to you. Um, yeah, no, it's absolutely fantastic. It also allows for things such as maintenance. So, you know, we're able to get on the phone with a tradie uh, and the property manager can bring the property up on their screen and guide the tradie through the house. Or even better, if the tradie is tech savvy, uh, which we try and work with tech savvy te uh, tradies and they do exist out there, um, you know, they can grab the model and put it up on their iPad and we can highlight the area that they need to go to in the house. So it's, it's absolutely fantastic, the wow. technology. Yeah. Yeah, I've just, I've just got to stop you there because I have to say what I love about property brokers is that I've just had my glass of red wine topped up while I'm doing this this interview, which is fantastic. <laughs> you can't get better service than that. So you may have all the technology, Harrison, at Tommy's where you're doing all this 3D and, and whatever it may be. We've got an absolutely fantastic team which top you as wine as you go, which is fantastic. You've got... Will, can I just You've turn got a to you? Class. Oh, well, you do it, property brokers, and you know that. Now, Will, can I turn to you? Do you remember the early days? I mean, how long you've been? How long you've been in the industry for, Will? Uh, give or take fifteen years. Fifteen years. So me and you are roughly the same. How did you do your first routine inspection? Um, yeah, very different. There was a, a, a report, a pre-printed report we had. Um, I was actually talking about it with Suzanne, uh, your property manager in New Plymouth today. Right. And uh, um, yes, uh, we had digital cameras, which were pretty epic back then. Um, we'd take pictures on the digital camera. We would write the report. We'd come back. We would finish off writing the report. We would download the pictures from the digital camera. Uh, we'd upload those into some file, folder on the desktop or, or whatever, but 
nothing was saved into the property because we just couldn't do that at the time no. into the property file but but the you know in my mind at night and day inspections have become so much harder technology is amazing i mean what you're talking about harrison is just fantastic it's next level but when we started david you know um there wasn't a need to do four inspections there. No. there was no pressure or expectation from insurance companies on that you do one per year of if, if, if that um and inspections now they take up 50 to 60 percent of your working week yeah i mean it is a massive part of of your day and it's a, it's it's the it is i think it is, is exponentially harder um yeah. the technology is wonderful but man it takes up a lot of time it is a lot of a lot of pressure got to get it right things always come back and bite you if you don't um yeah i think it's a lot harder i mean well i have to say i mean i i, I remember my early days doing the inspections and, and I'd, I'd have a clipboard and you'd write your notes and you'd have to go back and type it onto a word doc and send it out and if you take pictures you had this massive catalogue of CDs storing all these photographs that no one ever looked at and you never needed until you had to go to tribunal. And then you're spending three hours trying to yeah. find a bloody photograph which would be relevant to your case and you never find it. I mean, the technology has made it, in my opinion, easier. But I'm with Will here, the expectations on the property managers and the pressure on the property managers has made inspections harder right let's have a look now at compliance now surely surely with all the stuff that we have to deal with now healthy homes unlawful residential dwellings has the property been tested for asbestos methamphetamine mold whatever it may be surely now compliance has got harder harrison i'm going to put this one at you first mate what do you reckon well, it's a bit of a tough one to answer, Dave, because compliance in healthy homes essentially has been around ever since I started in the property management industry or, you know, the insulation standard. So to me, compliance is fantastic because it gives you a great sort of firewall between the good properties and the crap properties. It gives you a sort of way out if you don't, if there's something out there you don't want to manage. So compliance to me is, is kind of a benefit to our industry because it at least sets a minimum standard in right. terms of the property and what the tenant will be living in. We're no longer renting out illegal garages, illegal yeah. sheds, mouldy, damp houses. So now, whilst it can be challenging for the property manager to get their head around everything, I think the benefits outweigh it all. You know what, Addison, I'm gonna have to stick my hand up here. And back in the day when I first started, I probably did rent out a garage. You know, and, and I, at the time, I'm looking at this going, oh, my God, this place, yeah. this place, this is like something out of third world Africa or or Bangladesh or somewhere, you know. And I'm looking at it going, jeez, I mean, but someone rented it. And, uh, it, I mean, this is how the industry has changed, in my opinion. You know, it's now, back then, when I first started, the landlord told you to jump and you said, how high? Now... It's the other way around. We're actually telling the landlords, I'm sorry. And, and I think this is better, by the way. I'm not, you know, I'm rather it be like it is today than what it was back then, because we've got to make sure our tenants are living in warm, dry homes. But now we're telling our landlords, these are the standards you've got to set. And some of the baby boomer landlords out there who've done it for so long, they're struggling with it. Will, what do you think? 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, share uh, Harrison's sentiment. I think um, it's a good thing that the industry is becoming more specialised. Uh, compliance, you know, you've got to know what you're doing now, and that that it sends a benchmark for, for the industry. Um, you know, it's um, which is great for the professional property managers out there. Um, it's definitely made it a lot harder. Um, I mean, there is there is a lot going on. You've got to know the RTA. You've got to know the Healthy Home Standards. You've got to know the Privacy Act. You you know you got to know the Health and Safety Act. What's a PCBU? Um, you know, there's a lot that you need to be aware of now. So yes, it's harder, but I think the silver lining to all of that is it's specialised. And if you need to, if you want to manage properties properly and well, you need a specialist, which is good for the industry. Yeah, yeah, and the benefit, Will, is that we're seeing more landlords move to property management companies rather than try and do it themselves because they're recognising exactly. now it, it, it's so much harder. Okay, um, let's go yep. back. So we've dealt with compliance. Compliance, is, is it making it more challenging? But there's a bar, there's a better side to it than the fact that it's making our industry grow. Is that the consensus of opinion in this discussion? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good as yep. well. All right. Absolutely. Super. All right. Communication with landlords. So I asked Bob Walters about, is it harder now or was it easier back then? Or, you know, and, and one of the things that Bob Walters did say to me is that back then, all you had was your phone and you'd use your phone. Now we're talking about communication here with landlords and with tenants to a degree, but now you've got all these different things. You've got, you've got email, you've got text, you've, you've basically got aspects such as, you know, video conferencing all these software products. Renty falls into this category where you can have that little chat. So you've got this constant 24 seven communication now, which is going on all the time. And and I mean, have we just made it so, have we made it so demanding on property managers now we're back in the day 20 years ago, it'd be a phone call and maybe an email. Well, you're the tech guru, what do you reckon? Uh, communication, the expectation on that is um, very, very, very hard. Um, the expectations is massive. Um, I mean, I remember, vividly remember when iPhones came out and it kind of changed overnight. You know, that emails, you, you used to leave the office at five and that was it. Um, nothing, no emails, no, no way, no, you could switch off. And now switching off is really, really hard. I mean, we're our own worst enemies. We check it. Yep. You probably could, could put in some um, barriers and not check it. But yeah, the expectations around responding to emails now—it's like an SMS message. Um, I, I think it's um, very, very difficult. And I mean, you know, one of the, I think honestly, one of the reasons that there are, uh, the industry is so female dominant is they are such good communicators. They are so oh. good at juggling go. multiple things at one here time. Here we go, here we yep. go. He's, know, he's, pl he's played the sex card. He's played the sex card. <laughs> Will Alexander is basically saying that women make better property managers because they can multitask. And I've got two ladies sat next to me here. And are communicate. They, are, they, are they nodding in agreement? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, jeez. That's, there you go. Well, Addison, Addison. Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying, women communicate way better than guys. Come on, you got to admit that. We suck. 
I'm happy to say that I suck. I've been working on it for 40 years. I still suck. But um, that's why they make such good property managers is they communicate so well and well, you've got to find your inner self, mate. You've got to be able to express yourself. You've got to be open. Uh, I you've got to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Addison, you, I mean, you're an, emotion, you're an emotional guy. Do you think that women make better property managers than men? This wasn't on the agenda, but we've yeah, kind of drifted I'd, into this Yeah, I would probably direction. say yes, they do. I'd say they yes, they do. There you go. There you go. You're just stuck it off a brownie Especially, point. especially if they're, especially if they've been a mother, they've, they've got, they're just used to balancing so many things you know and what? juggling so many things okay. at one time. Okay. Now I'm gonna jump. I have to jump in here, and I have to say, I'll openly confess. Yeah. What do you uh, think? Well, I actually, I, I used to purposely. I mean, I don't, not so much on the recruitment process now, but when I first started as a boss in property management, I used to love recruiting young mothers, young mothers. And, and, you know, you may look at me and go, oh, God, he's a bit of a perv. No. I know what young mothers are like. They're having, they can smell bullshit a mile away. Yeah. They, uh, you know, because yeah. they've got little kids telling them, oh, no, I've not done this, I've not done that, I've not done that. And they can smell it. Uh, and and, and yep. because they are so busy, they are bloody organised and they get shit done very quickly. And that's why I used to yep. love recruiting young mothers as property managers because A, they could smell bullshit, B, they were organised. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I okay. Totally, totally agree. Okay, so I've probably answered my own. I, I started tried to start a bit of debate, but we've ended up all agreeing that women do make better property <laughs> managers. Well, there you go. We, we move great on. Great side topic. Yeah, yep. it is a great side topic. Great side topic. Okay, so consumer expectations. I mean, what do you reckon to this? Is the consumer now, and it, I suppose, I mean, this is close to a silly question as we can get, but the consumer expectation on our industry, I mean, it is growing. Is it growing unrealistically, or is the consumer expectation relevant? Is it right? By consumer, are you talking about uh, tenants? Oh, uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm probably both. Well, let's start with owners first. Their expectation on a property manager um, is high. I mean, they're paying um, a reasonable amount of money. And, um, yeah, I mean, um, a good property manager should be cost neutral. Uh, a good property manager should save a landlord more than what they pay in fees per year through good advice, through proactive maintenance management, yeah. um, through tenant selection, all that sort of stuff. Um, I think that's a fair expectation. Um, I think it, I, I, can, can I ask you, Will, sorry, can I just, when you said cost neutral, can you explain what you mean by that? I think I understand, but I think it's a very good point and probably needs expanding on. Yeah, sure. So I, I heard this term years ago, a good accountant, well, at the end, you're doing your GST and your end of year tax return, um, will be cost oh. more than what you spend in their fee. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I mean by that's that's what I mean by a property manager. A property manager should uh, save an owner more than what they pay in fees through um, just good advice, that saying um, you know we've got to get onto this maintenance now. Um, it's going to get worse. It's going to cost you more money. 
um, by you know really good marketing to mitigate vacancy, um, all that sort of stuff, all those little things, you know, when you add it all up, it's the value of that is far greater than or should be far greater than what they pay in a management fee per year. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't put any better, Addison. I mean, are you comfortable with the demands that the consumers put on our industry? You know, I think. I think they do put a, a fair bit of pressure on us, and I think especially at the moment with things such as rising interest rates around mortgages, you know, there's a lot more pressure on them, and therefore, whenever they're engaging with us, it's a more, you know, intense situation, and therefore the expectation is sort of greater as well. So I think the the way that the market's going at the moment hasn't helped with expectations, uh, and yeah, I think expectations are going to continue to grow, especially as uh, the costs keep going up. You know, I mean, what I've seen is is that fees are actually, I think, they're trending up a little bit compared to what they used to be because we're seeing a lot of property management companies that would have sold. We're seeing more properties managed by fewer companies. We're recognising the value. We realise that we're having to become more professional and we're getting more confidence in what we can charge. And, and I mean, cheap fees relates, in my opinion, if you're doing cheap fees, you've got to get poor service. And I do believe the consumer actually is prepared to pay a good fee for great service. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. You yeah. pay for what you get. It's always been like that. And I tell you Service what we is key in our industry. Yeah, and I tell you what, we pay rent a good fee, and I tell you what, we get great service, Well, Right, that's it. That rounds up That rounds up the show, the Alternative Property Management Show. Look, a massive thanks to our key sponsor, Renty. Will, Alexander, you're still driving around through Auckland. I suspect that you've got Drake there just driving around the block continuously. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yep. Addison, great to talk My to you pleasure. again. Yep. Make sure that my daughter is well looked after working for Tommy's and don't let Delavant anywhere near her, please, because I will... Oh, she's absolutely... out tonight partying with the uh, Peruvians. She's out with the Peruvian embassy, isn't she? You're right. I mean, I'm renting yep. out properties to the bloody Mongols. She's taking so, my spot. You know, she's renting properties to bloody embassies and whatever, and I'm renting properties to the Mongol mob in Turangi. I don't know what happened there. Anyway, that's it from the Alternative <laughs> Property Management Show. Thanks again to Will Alexander. Thanks, Alison Vaughan. It's been great to have you along. Join us next week for our next show. Thank you. There you Thanks, guys. See you later. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.